Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. This week I talked to Emily. She's 11 years old and will soon start at a new secondary school. She is a cheerleader and a dancer who also loves to bake. We're going to build the thinking skill of critical thinking. There's so much information and disinformation out there today. Nowadays, the skill is about searching, interpreting, and challenging what you might find on Google. In an age where ready-made answers are so common, it's helpful to instill in children a healthy but skeptical mind, which probes and quizzes any solution until fully satisfied. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Emily, this is a question on critical thinking. And um, the question is, how would you convince me that we never need to physically meet other people. How do you convince me that we never need to physically meet other people? And just, just before, as you're thinking about that, just to say that um, it, by the way, doesn't matter what you personally believe and it doesn't matter what I believe. Yeah. It's more about thinking critically about all the arguments that might support this position. Um, yeah, so it's of more of a balanced argument. Like, well, actually... Well, your own opinion doesn't really come into it. You're, that, right, exactly. Your, yeah. your own opinion Super doesn't fine. matter. It's more about just forcing yourself yeah. to think in one way. And you don't have to be balanced here. Here I'm asking you to essentially argue that we don't need to meet other people. Um, and to sort of, um, as, as, as crazy as that sounds, because I think both you and I would agree that it's a good thing to meet other people, generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> most people would. But um, so essentially I've given you a very hard thing to argue, uh, but hence hence a challenge. Yeah. Um, when you meet people in person, um, over the phone, if you're talking to them over the phone, you can just hear your voice. Sometimes you can't see them. 
maybe they smell really bad. <laughs> maybe if you don't want to meet them in person, maybe you just want to talk to them over the phone. That, that could be a reason that you don't want to meet, meet where you don't want to see other people. Okay. <laughs> to, uh, to avoid bad smells. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> let's, see, let's see how long a list we can generate, right? Of all the reasons, yeah. reasons of why we should um, never physically meet other people, even if we don't believe it. Because um, we shouldn't, uh, you might get a cold if you go and meet someone else. They might have seen someone else who had a cold, then you get a cold. Like germs. When you meet other people, generally yep. you, spread, you spread germs. Um, yep, um, and in this uh, time of COVID, I think that's very much at the front of our minds yeah. as well. Yeah. Of course, yes. Um, so d disease um, and germs don't spread as much okay if you're someone who's not a very huggy person doesn't like to hug then you don't want to meet people in public or you you don't want to go and see people physically and they might hug you and you don't want to be hugged mm -hmm. in one way um what would it mean though I, for the people who do like to be hugged and are quite sort of tactile and and sort of um, like touchy-feely friendly um, they would they would miss out then, no? Yeah. Uh, I can't really think of many other reasons why we shouldn't meet people in person. Because I, I I like going out to see people in person. I I didn't I didn't I didn't like it in lockdown when I could only see people over FaceTime and Zoom and things. Like so. I can't think of many reasons why, why we shouldn't. Um, well, let's have a think about what you what you might gain, right? Because because intuitively you might think, oh, I, I I lose out on seeing people and being in a group environment and socialising my friends. Yeah. But, but what would you you know as a way to help you think about the arguments just you know to support this? Like, what would you gain, right? What would you gain from not? Physically meeting you would never people. get ill because you would never see anyone else. Yeah, you wouldn't get ill. What else? We've because we've we covered that get, one. Like, what, what else? Yeah. Um, what about time? What does it mean by what does it mean in terms of time spent? Um. you might be able to spend um, most of your time working and you get lots done. Um, this is really difficult. <laughs> so and normally when you go to meet people, you take time to go and meet them, right? You jump in your car or you jump on the train. Yeah. Yeah. But I imagine you'd save some of that commuting time. Yeah, you wouldn't have to have a car. You wouldn't have to pay car insurance. Right, right. I thought you wouldn't that have one. to spend money on a car. You wouldn't have to have a bus pass or a Oyster card. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have to spend any money on transport. That would be brilliant. Right. <laughs> right, right. 
Now, clearly, there are lots of disadvantages to people being cooped up at home all day long, yeah. but but we're not. This is not yeah. meant to be a balanced <laughs> argument. Which we thinking, found out over lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we're we're purposely being very, very lopsided in our arguments here, just to really get us thinking about all the reasons why uh, it's yeah. good, good not to meet other people. Um, so get, keep going. You're getting you're getting the groove of this now, right? What else? Sometimes, if you're in public with people, um, if you're if you're just talking to someone on the phone, you can just you can just um, say that um, I don't know you've got really bad connection or you have to go, <laughs> but you can't do bad connection in person. It just doesn't work. <laughs> You can't just go, crackle, crackle, sorry, I'll have to go, bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in person. It doesn't work as well like that. <laughs> Love it. Um, Love it. Yes, uh, there's been many a cocktail party when I've had to say, oh, excuse me, I must go to the toilet to try and get out of a conversation. I just left. <laughs> and just left. Uh, and yeah, to the toilet yeah. 10 times that, that evening, <laughs> just as a way of escaping <laughs> that particular conversation. Yeah, I feel like I might have done that before. Let's try and think from other people's perspectives. So which which kind of people might actually really like the situation of not physically meeting other people? Um does that does that um, help us think about some advantages? Um, so my grandma's a psychiatrist. She's a therapist. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know which kind though. Um, and some of the patients that she works with, um, one of them said that actually they would be perfectly fine if they never came out of lockdown. Um, and about, she said about five of them out of 15 said that they would stay in lockdown if they had a choice. Um, because they felt really safe. They didn't feel like anything was going to happen to them. Um, they said that they quite liked the idea of not um, like properly having, properly having to get ready every morning. Just You can just stay in because they're comfortable for you. Um, they said that actually they, they quite liked the idea that um, you didn't have to interact with people if you didn't want to. Because sometimes they said that they felt like pressured to um, pressured to go out and see people. But in lockdown, they were like, oh, I don't have to go and see anyone. Um, yeah, brilliant, Emily. Like, these, are, these are really good examples. Um, uh, like a safe and comfortable. In, yeah. Safe and sort of um, comfortable in your clothes. Is, you know, and, that, and those are kind of things yeah. like you and I wouldn't think of, right? Unless we sort of put ourselves in other No, yeah, I wouldn't really think about that. Um, yeah. It's amazing that you had that example to hand. I think that's a perfect illustration of, of how when we sort of take other people's perspectives, it can kind of open our eyes to yeah. other ways of looking at a problem or a situation. And, and again, like you and I don't necessarily, we don't agree with this kind of notion, right? But, but those are absolutely no, um, no, I don't. arguments for it. One that occurred yeah. to me the other day was um, 
about uh, how you then sort of you make friends in all sorts of other countries and because you know yeah. you're and talking over zoom and um, and remotely and so you don't mm. need to just talk to the person down the road you can talk to a person like in the other country and they're halfway around the world yeah and it's just the same mm. and so it really broadens our own horizons when we all jump on the internet so yeah. and and communicate yeah i found um like a couple of years ago um i would go to the corner shop on my own i'd be fine with that i wouldn't be scared at all but I'd be really scared to go upstairs on my own. And that's like the opposite of what I was saying earlier, where, where people feel safer in their own home. I used to feel safer just going outside on my own, but I'd feel less safe going upstairs on my own. I don't quite understand where that logic came from inside my head, but it was, it was, I don't know why. And I know a lot of people who said the same thing. They felt safer like walking on their own to a corner shop than they did just going somewhere else in the house um, yeah. that is a, is a funny one isn't it um, not sure where that logic came from though. maybe it's a, a childhood memory of something dark and scary or I've uh, I've got a couple of memories yeah. like that of my old house where we grew up um, but yeah but on that that overall safety point of um, people who've been isolating during Covid have felt very safe at home and actually they might uh, support this argument of we never need to physically meet other people we can kind of live perfectly well at home um, and, and what was it? Five out of fifteen said that they they want to continue doing so. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a very inter interesting argument that we wouldn't have thought of if we didn't think about it from other people's perspectives. Um, yeah. So yeah, listen, Emily, really um, really good. So that was that critical thinking challenge of uh, you know convincing me that we never need to physically meet other people. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's a it's a tough ask, but you did uh, you did really really well um, thinking through lots of different arguments there. So good good stuff. Well done so there you have it what a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments i found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world as you've seen it doesn't have to take more than five or ten minutes and when you're doing this at home as a parent you can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup over dinner at bedtime, etc. Now I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids, and so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.